Hey guys, quick note before the podcast, hope you guys are having a great week. I just want to let you guys know that if you have any feedback, I'd really appreciate that. Uh, you guys get a hold of me on LinkedIn or my email, uh, that's joe at codessa.io, that's uh, I and the O at the end. Um, yeah, just let me know what your feedback is, what questions you'd want to hear, guess, all that good stuff. I'll keep giving you guys great content and uh, hopefully keep this thing going. All right, have a great day, guys. Uh, now to the podcast. business family welcome to another episode of joe momo presents i'm here with a very special guest i know i say special every week but this guest is uh, very very special um they're a u of a alumni they are a healthcare professional they have worked in both calgary and edmonton hospitals and they work at the icu and also a very small detail uh, it's my fiance emily <laughs> welcome to the podcast <laughs> for having me <laughs> so i yeah i posted a if you guys don't know i posted a post on social media um about my whole uh debacle a few a few weeks ago five weeks ago just wanted to shed some shed some light on it maybe give a little bit more details before we jump into the podcast so uh, yeah, so essentially, if you guys don't know, I used to play college football um, at the U- University of Alberta, the Golden Bears football program. Um, so I thought it'd be fun to, uh, uh, in my older age now, <laughs> to relive my glory days uh, by playing some uh, drawing a flag football, football league. So um, yeah, did that. Um, two games in, uh, one of the first first couple plays, I caught the ball and. Uh, turned turned upfield and ruptured my Achilles, um, which sucks. But I mean, um, it's a routine four to six month recovery. Uh, but yeah, that suddenly turned into a nightmare. Um, about a weekend, I uh, developed a massive blood clot in my injured uh, Achilles leg, and it uh, made its way up to my lungs. Pulmonary embolism. Pulmonary embolism. I just call it a PE. Um, took a shower just felt really faint uh apparently uh i passed out and luckily emily was there to uh watch over me and find me did some cpr i assume um but yeah fast forward i guess uh spent some time in the icu um and yeah eight days in the hospital um yeah just scary stuff uh, but yeah, luckily we're here right now and things are looking up. Uh, still have to uh, recover my Achilles, but that's that's essentially what had happened. Um, but yeah, let me enough enough about me. Let's uh, turn turn the lights to uh, my lovely guests over here. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I mean, don't have to uh, talk too much about what's happening in the news um, with the whole virus, but uh, healthcare workers are. Um, pretty uh, superheroes of our society right now, and I'm happy to have one right, w- sitting with me right now. Um, but yeah, I'll let her uh, kind of tell her background story, how how she became a nurse, and kind of some of the insights of being a nurse in this crazy, crazy world we're living right now. I'll pass it on to you, dear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I did my first degree at the U, U of A in physiology and developmental biology 
initially thinking I wanted to go into the medical field. Uh, and then I did hear how strenuous it was and I just wasn't prepared to put my life on hold for medicine. So looking, looking for something in the healthcare field, but something that I could also have a personal life with, uh, I found nursing and I applied for the after degree program at the U of A and I got in and I did my last clinical preceptorship in the ICU and I was fortunate enough to get a job right off the bat and that was a lot, that was a steep learning curve but <laughs> I did it and yeah, it's um, brought me to Calgary now working in the ICU here and I love it. Like I said, um, healthcare professionals are doing a really awesome job. I just want to shout out all the uh, healthcare professionals right now um, battling this virus. Um, it's never a fun thing, but uh, I'm sure we're going to get out the other side, a stronger society, stronger people. And, and uh, yeah. And, and a big shout out to grocery store clerks, garbage men, construction workers, um, everyone who... Uh, is currently not at home and is essential service right now. You guys are doing a great job out there. Yeah, absolutely. You guys are keeping keeping us afloat, <laughs> keeping <laughs> society afloat right now. I uh, can't preach that enough. Um, speaking about nurses, what's one common myth about your industry or healthcare profession that you want to debunk or kind of put to bed? Well, I had I had someone tell me when I had switched my decision of going from a physician to a nurse someone had said oh well why would you want to do that you're not the bedside but um, actually it's the complete opposite the nurse is always at the bedside we are the ones holding the hands um, of dying patients we're the ones that are comforting loved ones we're the ones that are advocating for you so that's one myth that um, I'd like to debunk we are always there you will always see us. Not not to shed any bad bad juju on the media, but you always see um, the doctors being the superheroes of the day, and you don't really see much attention out to the nurses, but they're really the ones doing a lot of the the nitty gritty. Yeah. <laughs> I can't downplay that. I know, and uh, it takes it takes a team in a hospital, and so we have amazing teams. Um, nurses, respiratory therapists, dietitians, pharmacists, social workers, occupational therapists, physiotherapists, like those are people that are often overlooked, um, but they play such an integral role in healthcare mm -hmm. and in, and in uh, patient health. Absolutely, absolutely. Just to switch the gears up a little bit, um, I know we have some uh, U of A alumni listening and uh, potentially some aspiring nurses, but what's one thing you wish you knew before you began your career as a nurse? Um. <laughs> Besides all the studying. <laughs> um, the most you'll ever learn is in your clinicals and in the hospital. That's when you will learn the most. You can learn how to put an IV in a fake arm, in a dummy, but in putting it into a real person and then moving around, it's completely different. So you'll learn the most. So be ready and be eager when you get into your clinicals and in the hospital. That actually draws some parallels to business as well. Um, 
you could read as much business books as you want, which is, I mean, good to have that foundational knowledge, but until you actually uh, do the work and actually go to market and promote your services and product, you're not gonna really know what's, what's, what's in store for you. So a good analogy I like to say is uh, you can't read about doing, be better at push-ups, you have to actually do push-ups. So that's mm. kind of something I have in the back of my mind. So what's one big failure or challenge that uh, you, you learn from? That's a tough one. Failure. I, I wouldn't, I don't like to, I don't ever think of failures, but I think of challenges in my line of work. And there's a lot, but the biggest challenge I think is um, helping a family member when their loved one is not doing so well. And they're looking at you for answers and to tell them that they're going to be okay and you don't know and um, most of the time even the physicians don't know so mm. that that can be hard that can be hard as they look at you with such just want to like they just look at you like you're this beacon of light that you're gonna tell them everything's gonna be okay and it might not be and you always have to tread that really lightly and that that's pretty hard mm. I, I love when um, I come back maybe the next week and the patient is um, doing well and on their way out of the intensive care unit. That's always, mm -hmm. but sometimes that doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess we kind of, back to my story in the beginning, we kind of had to be on the other side of that with uh, me being in the ICU. It's, it's always, uh, you look to the nurses to be, tell you everything's going to be okay, you're going to go home in a few hours and you're just going to be back to 100%, but I mean, sometimes you got to make those tough calls and tough conversations. Um, but, I mean, again, they do they do so much, uh, you do so much in your profession <laughs> that, uh, uh, like I said, like you guys are the superheroes right now and I don't know what you, we'd, we'd be doing without you guys, but uh, back to uh, your unique skills. I know you have a, uh, you have a ton. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but what's one unique skill um, that's helped you been successful in your career or what's a unique skill that you'd say that uh, nurses um, possess that make them successful? Unique skill, well everyone's different right just like I'm sure all entrepreneurs are different in the skills they possess. Um, one skill that I think is extremely valuable in nursing is compassion and not everyone has it uh, I think it's a a skill that is it's not even a skill it's almost an attribute that you possess and yeah it's extremely important in not in nursing but in healthcare in everyday life to have compassion for you for others, for yourself, for your team members, like it's right now, especially it's a it's a very precarious world out there right now, mm -hmm. and having the compassion for others and what they're going through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's back to the parallels of business. Um, yeah, just compassion for all the uh, business owners out there right now struggling to pay rent and meet payroll just because there's the lockdowns and the um, self-isolation 
um, which is good for society in terms of um, stopping the virus or at least uh, flattening the curve, which Emily told me about uh, recently. Um, but yeah, it's really it's really tough to um, see the light right now when you're amongst the trees. But once you take that zoomed out lens, you'll uh, realize that we're going to move past this, even though there's some uh, adversity right now. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think things will, me just being naturally optimistic, I think things will be okay. Um, we might just have to go through some growing pains when we start up again. But um, yeah, I think um, just keep persevering through this and um, we, we'll, we'll, we'll be okay. So in terms of everybody's locked down right now, we don't really have much to do outside or um, with restaurants being closed, uh, movie theaters being closed, but uh, has there any, been anything that you've read or listened to recently that's inspired you? Uh, books, uh, podcasts, movies, anything? Um, well, one of my good friends uh, gave me a book uh, called Positively Poo. Uh, it's a book. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very interesting title. <laughs> uh, it's... It's a Winnie the Pooh book, it's just full of quotes, just of uh, Winnie the Pooh being uh, positive. And I actually, she gave it to me when you were, um, when you were uh, in the hospital. And as much as it seems childish, it's just simple, just simple things. Mm. That's, that's something that's um, always made me smile. Um, you know, it was funny. I was telling one of my coworkers that often before I go to work, it feels like I'm going to like a war on this virus. That's what it feels like. I'm going to the front lines of, yeah, I'm going to the front lines. That's what it really like, not a war because that has no parallels, but just feels like I am going out there to the unknown. And I think that's the scariest part so some things that keep me positive is you <laughs> um, planning your wedding <laughs> <laughs> yeah not really <laughs> um my parents um my sister just you know i try to stay off social media and not listen to media in general as often because it's hard it's hard um to hear about COVID all the time and to hear about the deaths and the family members affected, it does weigh on you. It really does. So something I find is to do something, something for yourself each day, whether that be learning the harmonica or, <laughs> or going for a walk, but just do something for you and try to get your mind off off of what's happening just for a little bit right right yeah you're totally right like just the news just the constant doom and gloom is it really weighs on you that's why i always tell emily that um i pop in with the news maybe 10 15 minutes a day just to get a grasp of what's going on in the world but outside of that i'm off off there doing my own thing uh, whether that be podcasting with my fiance <laughs> Um, doing my uh, upper body workouts because my foot is still in a cast but uh, yeah just taking taking time for yourself and um, 
and also doing some mindful reflection is also something I found that uh, it's been very helpful. I mean, experiencing a near-death experience is uh, uh, something that uh, will really kind of shake up your worldview. Um, yeah, life-changing. Yeah, very life-changing. I, I was always telling Emily that when you experience something like that, you uh, it really, it really puts things in perspective. Um, if you saw my post on social media, I was talking about perspective and how you just have to have perspective. There's nothing really, what's the alternative? Just be pessimistic and um, dreadful all the time. You have to have that joy in your heart to try and be gracious and have gratitude and um, resonates in, in times like these to stay positive and stay um, uh, mindful of kind of what you're doing and what you're consuming. But mm -hmm. uh, that's a uh, really great question. It's like, it's very hard, you know, uh, everybody is, most every mostly everyone is stuck at home not much to do right so you turn on the tv um but there are like apps you can like headspace my um friend introduced us to you can play with family members like board games on there it's kind of cool um there are like free workouts you can look at so yeah just and don't go to the grocery store too often. <laughs> so would you advise wearing a mask on the grocery store? Does that even help? <laughs> what does the CDC say? <laughs> no, I mean, the biggest thing is, you know, the, the six feet is huge to make sure that you keep yourself away six feet from someone. Um, cover your mouth with the inside of your elbow if you cough or sneeze. If you're feeling sick, don't go out period um, if you go to the grocery store usually they have hand washing stations that's really important wash your hands before don't touch your face don't even go close to your face and wash your hands after and clean off the surfaces that you like if you used your visa clean it off if you used your wallet clean it off I've seen people in the grocery store with gloves on but then they're touching their phone with their dirty glove and what are they gonna do when they take off those gloves like they're going to touch that phone, which has the dirty, which had the dirty glove on it. So it's a, it's, I know I, I get that question sometimes. Should I be doing this? And, you know, recommending right now is to keep yourself away from people, limit your visits to any store and wash your hands. Biggest thing. I don't mm. think I've ever seen so much uh, hand hygiene. I feel like my hand hygiene is exponentially yeah. <laughs> increased <Yeah. laughs> washing my hands every like 10 minutes <laughs> yeah. next question was uh, maybe this doesn't um, really apply to your situation because you've been a nurse for uh, three three years now yeah three years. Um, but how has um, the nursing industry changed from when you first started to now has there been any changes or mm. I know you're still kind of early in your journey. Well, yeah, I guess with this new government, uh, there are some changes that were going to be implemented um, with the firing of or the um, letting go of 500 positions. Mm -hmm. And thank goodness <laughs> that that did not happen before this whole situation like, I'm sure they would have um, called those nurses back, but, you know, 
this is just kind of an eye-opening for our society how imperative certain positions are and if they were to go or if they were to be abolished like we could be in serious serious trouble if they were mm. like I, I couldn't imagine if we didn't have grocery store clerks and managers like we're getting your food <laughs> Amazon I guess we're uh, gonna go back to hunting and gathering and yeah. <laughs> go to the backyard <laughs> yeah I guess that was the that the biggest change in my career but I know there was a similar one in the 90s with Klein um, mm, right that actually had um, nurses going from Canada to the States to mm. do nursing there so if this does happen I could I could see that happening I could yeah some nurses especially the new newer nurses coming in hmm. yeah oh interesting um, I guess try uh, trying to switch gears again uh, I feel like you You're guys switching have... gears a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah I like to switch gears what can I say <laughs> But uh, yeah, actually, actually, want to give some context. This is uh, my fiance, like I mentioned. Uh, we've been together for ten years now. Mm-hmm. Ten years coming in October, which is uh, our tentative wedding date. But I know a lot of you guys uh, have plans uh, being kind of moved around in the coming coming months with this whole uh, situation going on. But um, yeah, we're optimistic that maybe uh, ours will stay with the date (laughs) yeah you never know you know um they often talk about a second wave coming which Mm -hmm. happened with the swine flu h1n1 where you know the curve flattened but then it went back up again just because they saw it increasing because once people start going back in society you're maybe closer to people and someone could still have it right? right so they're thinking I'm pretty sure they're projecting there will be a second wave. Mm-hmm. Um, what that looks like for us, I don't know. I think mm. when July hits, we'll kind of get a good idea of right. where we're going to go. Mm-hmm. I like to end the podcast uh, with the guests telling the audience a uh, quote or story, um, anything that kind of resonates with you or um, maybe would provide some value to the listeners kind of kind of cheesy but something that i have been listening to on my way to work it's actually some bob marley oh nice yeah. don't worry <laughs> about a thing <laughs> there's a singing voice i don't know i just i when i listen to that I'm like you know what everything will be all right there are going to be some trials and tribulations that we run into but in life you'll be okay absolutely seems like I married myself here <laughs> that's what I always say it's the same mindset <laughs> mindset <laughs> and the same singing voice <laughs> yeah same singing voice as well <laughs> well uh, I hope that um, was interesting to you guys uh, this is the first uh, couples episode maybe if i get lots of good feedback um we'll have more in the future make it a uh semi-monthly uh series or something <laughs> <laughs> i haven't told her about that yet yeah, but okay. <laughs> we'll have conversations after the podcast uh but yeah hopefully you guys stay safe and uh stay home 
<laughs> stay safe and stay home. That's no, and I want to um, give a lot of kudos. Joe kept saying that um, we're the superheroes, us uh, healthcare workers, but truly, like you guys are too. Um, it makes me so proud to see uh, society really band together and, um, you know, staying home is a huge, a huge thing to do. And it's so helpful, not only for other people, but for us too, that are working in the hospitals, keeps us safe too. Absolutely. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks guys. Well, that's been another episode. I hope you guys enjoyed and yeah, shoot me an email if you guys have any feedback or... Uh, have any other questions? All right. Take care, guys. <laughs>